Ugh, that liquor had a bite to it. Did it? Yeah, it did. What did it bite like? Look at that. Just after saying, I'm not going to drink on the show anymore. I'm liquoring it up. This is, that's what this show is, Must be an alcoholic. That's what this show is, though. Yeah, but Tusk got out of hand, man. Well, that's because you were Tuscan, oh, you were a Tuscan raider. No, no, not at all. It has nothing to do with Tuscany. I think that's a, why did we get to Tuscany already? Who? He? You took my derailment and then just threw it into the ocean and derailed it even farther. But trains shouldn't go in the right, ocean. All right, that's enough water. of that. Welcome to Eight Millimeter Dissection. This is Petey with us as always. My co-host, the hamster. That was creepy. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So creepy. So creepy. So creepy. Hi. Yeah, there it was. It's got such yeah. a cute voice. Yeah, one time I ate a pellet. I thought, okay, first of all, can we talk about your alligator jerky? I was really disappointed that was Don Treat. I thought, yeah, I was gonna right. Have, I grabbed a bag and I was like, ooh, some beef jerky. I don't even, I'm not even gonna have some. I'm used to this. And I was like, that's that's those are dog biscuits. It smells horrible. It doesn't smell that bad. Though. It smells like the Bayou. It does not smell good at all, let's man. Get some, let's get some alligator jerky. Now, I would be really down to try alligator jerky, but I don't know how that would turn out, because alligator meat I found was yeah. a lot like chicken meat when I had it. Yeah, well, I mean, I've had chicken, like turkey jerky. I guess, yeah. It's, so it's going to be similar. It's probably just going to be kind of just extra dry. Extra know? dry? Yeah, like like jerky's, beef jerky's dry, but chicken dries out really fast. Like That's true. So I feel like... Like turkey jerky gets kind of dry. I don't know. Like it's just like hmm. Hmm, bark. I want to try more jerkies in general. Right. I want to get like an elk jerky, gator jerky. Ooh, an emu jerky. I would try an emu jerky. No, it's emo. Mm, that sounds em- emu yeah, jerky. Emo- emojis. Em- emu jerking off. Ter- <laughs> <laughs> Rob Zombie's Halloween this week. That's what we're covering. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Boom. The remake, folks. Boom. This is Rob Zombie's edition of the 1970-something or another. John Carpenter's holiday. holiday, I almost said. Halloween. This was... Jesus. This, okay, the original Halloween came out two years after The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Okay. Which was in 1968, I think. So 1970 on the nuts? I, something, is what we'll be something looking at? right around there, yeah. Because I know they came out because... Did we ever do The Town That Dreaded Sundown? No, no I, I watched it and told you that I watched it and we talked about it then. But oh yeah, yeah, because it was one of the original slasher things. But it's good flick, good flick. Siri, search IMDb for Halloween. Siri's such a useless cunt. I can't believe that didn't work at all. Oh, my phone was dying. That's why it didn't work. Get your shit together. My fucking life right now. Uh, this no. is absurd. You should have watched this. I wish you guys could have seen him. Try to shut the door. It was not pretty. All his weight to no avail. None. Zero avails. And then uh, he realized that there was something in the way. I was trying to be clever. I thought I was helping the situation by setting his collar on the doorknob so that when Nicole asked where it was, she just wouldn't even have to ask. It'd just be there waiting. But then the door wouldn't close, and I just had to look like an asshole. There. Well, let's see. I can't believe my phone died. That's so irritating. Yeah, Get it together. Got a charger. Just don't here. don't do what I did. I think I'll get away with that. I, I should should not unplug everything or yeah. shut the power off what, to everything. What, what Whatever. Movie, or what what movie were we doing? Was uh, that was three? I spit on your grave. We was had it? to we had to record that one twice. Oh yes, that's why we kind of rushed through it. Uh huh. Oh yeah, I'm an idiot. I can't believe that happened. I'm not even gonna bother plugging this in. Nicole's home. It's the only important thing that's gonna happen all day anyway. Boom. All right. 
fucking get into this let's, movie. Let's take it away, Petey. Um, this yeah, is a movie. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, hmm. we'll do in like two minutes anyway. Yeah, good point. Um, so the movie starts out in a lovely town in Illinois called Haddonfield. Uh huh. Mm. Well, it's Halloween. It's true. Can we can we back up one real quick second? Go for it. Okay. Didn't even make it through the credits. Yep. Here we go. So right <laughs> before the credits for the movie. Yeah. There's a quote by a doctor who you didn't know the name of. Samuel Loomis. Yeah. Do you did you write that quote? Down? I didn't write down the quote. Oh. No. I mentally said in my head I was gonna do it, and then I never went back and yeah. did it. <laughs> It was like, oh, that'll be a good way to to start off the whole thing. I was actually going to, like, record myself doing the quote and put it ahead of the theme song for the final recording. Okay. And then have the theme song play, and then I just never even went back to look at it. I totally forgot by the time I finished the film. Man, if you had told me, I wouldn't have started this quote business. Well, I mean, this is is just uh, fodder for fun conversations. So we can skip the quote, and we'll lay that quote on them later. We can just talk about it now like they've already heard it. Okay, let's just keep going. Right so on. The, the title. The tittle. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Mm. And uh, you, you just bring in the opening scene. Let's, All right. Let's start. There. All right. So, like I said, we open up in Haddonfield, Illa motherfucking noise. Ew, in the motherfucking noise. Ill noise. You'd think that would be like the rap capital of the world, Illinois. Ill noise. Like, that's a total... Gangster rapper thing, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, I'll make some motherfucking ill noise. No, it's flame. No, that's weed. Fire. Yeah, well, that's same fire. thing. Also, weed. Flame on day. deck, fire on deck. All right. Bleach in the dumpster. Good stuff. I got it on my thinner. Ill noise, son. Anyway, um, so there's a little bit of music playing in the background. We're getting some, uh, some credits going. You see the exterior of this uh, nice... God, what's the style of the house that I was trying to think of? Colonial. Colonial. Nice colonial style house. Thank you. They all Uh, have balconies that aren't functional. Pillars in the front of the house, in front of the door. Big, big oak doors with lots of windows on them. I wouldn't say this is the nicest house in the area either. No. But it's a nice house. But it's a pretty classy looking place. If you, if fresh slash of paint on there, it'd be okay. Yeah. Maybe Maybe some new slatting. It's true. Looks like. Yep. Uh, we see a little bit of a young man or woman. I guess it's kind of hard to tell at this point. Uh, with the clown mask on, and he's playing with a pet rat because you yep. see the cage and shit. So it's, you can tell it's not just some feral rat that he's scooped up and feeding his lovin's into. And uh, so then that's pretty much all you really get. You see him putzing around a little bit, and then it cuts to a breakfast scene. Yep. Um, we've got Sheriff Waddell. From the Devil's Rejects that we've already covered on this on this show. So we've got him. He is the stepdad. He has a broken arm, I believe. Broken arm? I think he's got something wrong with his foot. Uh, and, and I think there's finger. some finger damage, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he's laid up. He can't work. Um, his name's Ronnie. Yep, Ronnie. Real piece of shit, this yep. Ronnie. Um, Rob Zombie's wife plays the mother. That was a face. I wish podcasts could show faces. Sometimes they could. Well, if you're doing a video version. I've actually had people ask that we would do a video version of this. Yeah? Yeah. I just I think it's a lot more production effort since we don't have like a producer guy yeah. to do all that stuff while we're trying to do the show. Let's figure it out sometime. We'll get a camera. We'll probably do it. That thing probably had, no, that, your 
computer doesn't have that great of a camera, huh? It's it's a pretty subpar webcam, okay. in my opinion. Well, let, we'll, fi- we'll look into that Yeah, later. we could we could try that sometime. Uh, so shitty-ass Ronnie's sitting at the table. It's breakfast time. Mama's cooking up some breakfast. There's a little chaos. They've got some serious potty mouse. There's a baby, infant, between probably what? Six months and a year, maybe one, one, one half year. We'll probably about year. close to a year. Because yeah. uh, there's like no crawling or walking action yet. It's pretty pretty much I mean, useless puddle of, of uh, biomass. Yeah. So shitting everywhere, pissing in his face. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of awful talk, and then uh, mom, like what's her name? What's mom's name? I, I'm not sure that I ever caught that. Other Lanolin. than Miss Myers, Lanolin. No. Oh. But. <laughs> All right, well, I fell for that really quickly. (laughs) So uh, Mama Myers tells the daughter, angsty teen daughter, probably about 14, 15, to go upstairs and get her brother, the freak in the mask that we saw earlier with a rat, uh, to get ready, rouse him, get him him going for school. So she heads upstairs, and as uh, as she's walking away, Daddy-O lays on a little bit of sweet talking about his stepdaughter. Yeah, she's got a hell of a booty, and she's like, "What the fuck did you just say?" Yeah, mom Come ain't on. happy about he's that. Like, are you kidding me right now? You just fucking said that. Disgusting. Say it again. I dare you. Say it to my face. Ooh. Say it to my fucking face. And he says some other shit, and then I'll crawl over there and skull fuck the shit out of you. Well, he like she threw coffee on him, yeah. and th- and then he like fucking freaks out and dumps everything, everything off the, the table. Yeah. yeah, the skull fucking line, which yeah. I thought was again like. There's an infant in the room this entire time. Let's not forget that. But so these are some top-notch parents oh, right here. Top-notch. Yeah, top-notch. at least based on what you're seeing. Um, let's see. Goes upstairs and uh, shows the oldest daughter banging on the door. He's like, Mikey, let's go. We got to go. Breakfast. He's like, I'll be out in a minute. She's like, quit fucking jerking it. Yeah. And he's in there washing his hands. He's in the bathroom washing his hands in a knife because uh, it's all bloody. Huh. Huh. First, wonder what that is from. First scene, uh, he's already covered in blood. I wonder, I wonder. What do you wonder? What could it be? Is it blood? Where has it come from? I'm going to guess a rat. Mm. And nah, you that's find a logical out in guess. About 30 seconds, and I'm about to tell you that it is a rat. She's like, what took you so long? He's like, uh, Elvis died. I had to flush him. You had to flush a rat? I Might guess. be bad for the pipes. Yep. So he flushes the rat, whatever. Get the old roto rooter in here. They don't really think anything of it, but uh, he's wearing his mask still. And the stepdad kind of calls him out again. He's like, you fucking weirdo. Like, mm. just, Flips the mask off yeah. his face because he tells him to take it off or some shit yeah, and he doesn't. Take that fucking thing off, yeah. Take that faggy mask off. So basically in the first scene here, you're getting a picture that this dude, uh, Michael Myers, has some textbook problems here. Straight up textbook psychopath. And torturing animals. You can see where it all comes from. Yep. This less than perfect family. Less than. Mm. Yes. But you get a you get a thing right away because I think they did a good job in this movie. If you watch the old ones, they always talk about uh, his eyes, even though you really never see them because they're always covered in black. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the big thing about Michael Myers is supposed to be his eyes are uh, one of the most devastating parts of him. Like they show him. And uh, you see that when he talks to his baby sister and his mom in the movie. The only time his eyes get softer. Yeah, the only like, time it looks like there's life in his the, eyes. Yeah, the only time he cares is about his baby sister and his mother. Everyone else, he just, it's empty, blank hatred. Like, he is just not a happy person. black. Yeah. Darkness. He's not a happy person, except for, for those two. So those are his soft spots. 
which makes sense. The childish innocence and the mother that's trying yeah. so hard to take care of him yeah, despite the, only, the useless stepdad. Yeah, she's the only one that actually is kind to him, and she may get slightly irritated in the inflection in her voice, but she never lashes at him like everybody else in mm-hmm. the whole movie does, except for one person. Right. And that's Machete. But Machete. Machete. Yeah, but that didn't work out for Machete. <laughs> I was hoping. I was hoping he would just... It kind of would have been nice, yeah. yeah I, I, or if just, like, maybe bitch slapped him instead of stabbing the shit out of him, but... Yeah, okay, we're giving away the movie. The whole show is giving away a movie, Yeah, so. we're giving away it before we give it All away. All right, so that's the end of that scene. Yep. Uh, disruptive family. Time Great. for school. So Mikey, good old little Mikey boy, which uh, looked up a photo of what this guy looks like nowadays, and he looks just as creepy. Yeah? Oh, yeah. A grown-up version of this kid is fucking creepy. He's got that weird, scraggly, white facial hair. Like, like worse, Macaulay way Culkin? worse than mine. Yeah, very Macaulay Culkin-like. And it looks awful. One of those guys that can only really grow, like, the chin goatee. And it's real thin. I was thinking this dude was going to look up, uh, grow up. I figured the adult version of him was the guy from, like, Daredevil 2. Or the, the TV oh, show. Oh, Foggy. Foggy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, very similar. Looks... I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean. I like, uh, I really like that guy. Foggy? Yeah. yeah. If there's one movie that's absolutely not horror, but I would like to do, that would be the butterfly effect. Yeah, I could do There's some really, like, uh, kind of backwards opinions as to, like, where you tend to sit on the line of that movie. Some people are like, that was the dumbest fucking movie of all time. That movie was amazing. I thought it was incredible. I it was so first, fucking good. I did not know they made a second one. The reason I found out they made a second one is when I found out there was a third one. Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? Huh. Oh. Well, that shows how well the second one did. Yeah, because <laughs> clearly they didn't want to do it. They're just fucking stretching titles here. Took the cult classic dive. But, whatever. Um... Yeah, so they're at school. Or Mikey's at school. Yeah, Mikey's at school. Taking uh, shit. Popping to the bathroom, doing his business. I guess he could be shitting. He was in the stall. Maybe he's just pee shy. I don't know. Uh, some So two guys stroll in. Uh, one of them is Spy Kid's kid. Is it really? Yeah. It lo- I mean, yeah, it the looks- douchier one that does most of the talking. It looks like him, but I, I thought there was too much of an age gap. Mm-mm. It's the it's the guy from Spy Kids. Okay, and Real douchey. Is orange, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Junie is what he was in that. Um, and then this other kid, I don't think I recognize him from anything. He's just some twerp He's basically fucking teenager. O'Doyle. O'Doyle. Yeah, O'Doyle rules. Yeah. Beat him, yeah, beat him up, Scotty. He, yeah, you showed him. <laughs> yeah, pussy. <laughs> Mongo so, like candy. You want to take away the bullet scene? Uh, sure, why not? So, like we said, he's in the bathroom doing his do. These two guys come in. Um, and they're clearly like bully type dudes and they're coming in with a conversation about how the kid from spy kids was supposed to have fought somebody and the guy that he was supposed to have fought pussied out. And he's like, Oh, I fucking knew he wouldn't fight me. All that good shit. Just, you know, playing tough guy with his buddy and, uh, clearly ditching class or some shit being as how they're in the bathroom. Um, then Michael comes out of the stall and they obviously don't like this kid. Uh, another way he has been alienated in his life is uh, naturally he's being bullied and thought of as a fucking freak and a crazy kid at school. So these two kids start fucking with him, and um, it comes out that his mom's a stripper. 
because he's got this newspaper ad that shows his mom half naked on it, and it's like you know, new girls show coming this glitter night. Factory. Yeah, some sh- is that what it was? I think it was I, Glitter Factory actually. Really? Some to that effect. Oh. It was you know, k- kind of uh, stereotypical yeah. or cliche as far as that kind of environment would be. Ooh. Um, oh, I actually think it says her name on that poster, but I can't remember what the poster Lanolin. is. It's, we'll go with Lanolin. not Lanolin. Well, if we're gonna go with Lanolin, can we just call her Lanny? Lanny. Yeah. That works. All right. I'll get down with that. Lanolin's too long. What is Lanolin? Isn't that an object? She's wool. No, that's wool. She's <laughs> Lanolin. Lanolin. Lanolin, like, Lanolin like again. Wool? I think like, I think Lanolin. Eminem uses the word Lanolin in a song. I think, but it, what movie is that from? Lanolin? Like 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 sheep's wool? Lanolin? I have no idea. That's from a comedy. I have no fucking clue. Lan- Lanolin? Uh, so the next thing you know, it fuck you, start flying. And uh, then they're scuffling and tussling and making a ruckus. And you get a, a, an exterior scene of the bathroom out in the hallway. And you see a teacher can hear it. His ears perk up. He starts running. Goes in there, busts it all up. Gets uh, douchebags back by the door. Gets uh, Mikey over by the window. So he's like uh, on the, the far side of the bathroom. He's all the way across. And something, something, something. And Mikey just goes, fuck you. Boom. Fuck me? I think he says what first, what and then he says, say? "Fuck you!" Oh, fuck me! And then you know yeah. he gets taken to the principal's office and all that kind of shit. That's pretty much the end of that scene. It shows the uh, then so yeah, they're at the principal's office. Then he's sitting outside. The mother is walking in, clearly disgruntled. She's like, "What the? F- I don't know. I understand what the fuck's going on at this school. Can't you get this shit together? You know, like, uh, seems like you like to call me down here all the time. I can't keep coming down here like this." He's like, "Trust me." I don't like having to call you down here every five minutes. So you under, you know, you kind of get the thing that he's a problem child at this school or things just, he's, you know, there's always conflict there. And, uh, you know, they're, they're arguing back and forth. And then you start to see this, uh, young Dr. Loomis swag walking through the, uh, through the hallways and he gets into the principal's office and he kind of sit he's like, you know, he introduces himself. He's like, can we sit down and chit-chat real quick? We found these in Michael's school locker, or school bag or whatever. Well, they start out with the cat. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, yeah they... Oh, gotcha. They're, they're, yeah. When you said these, I thought you were going straight to the second thing they pulled oh, no, out. No. So gotcha. he's like, we found this in uh, Michael's school bag, and they pull out this cat that's in a bag. And she's like, oh, so we found a dead cat. Whatever. He's like, well, hold on. It comes with this, and it's a stack of pictures... And, you know, she starts flipping through. She's like, oh, my God. Like, it's all these dead animals. And, like, like the first two pictures are pretty much the same. It's just two different angles of this dead dog. And then you see another one. It's like a cat stuck in between these floorboards and stuff like that. And she's like, but Michael loves animals. He wouldn't do this. Like, why? this is really fucked up what's going on. And he's like, well, Dr. Loomis is saying that, uh, you know, he's, he's explaining to her that uh, usually – uh, mutilating animals and you know ex- inflicting pain on small creatures and things like that is at a young age is usually a really big warning sign that this person is gonna become a fucked up person like they cause that's how it is most people who do that you know that's just the psychology study yeah, that's what textbook psychopathy 101 yeah. is like if your kid's mutilating animals there's yeah. a good chance he's growing up to be a fucking psycho if so, you don't do something about this now yeah if so, the damage hasn't already been done true she's starting to understand so you know this is where you see she does care about her, the kids even though she's overworked and things aren't working right for her. um 
So she's kind of hanging, like, she's starting to understand. She's like, hey, well, what's going on? She's like, we just want to sit down and interview Mikey. You know, we want to talk to him and just kind of kind of evaluate. And she's like, what do you mean evaluate? He's like, we just want to make sure that we can do the, we can help him make sure everything's going okay so uh, a violent action doesn't come after this. And, right. Um, as they're sitting there talking, like, you hear the voices over the rest of it, but the music kicks in, the the classic fucking awesome Halloween jam. Good stuff. And uh, Mikey jumps up, he runs out since the, everyone's talking, and he goes to his locker, grabs his mask and his backpack. Well, there's a little bit of yelling, too, and I think he can hear that they want to evaluate him. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. kind well, of the... That they kind of hint that he can yeah, hear him, but he's at. just like... But it's also, I think it's close to the bell ringing. Like, he, he knows that. So, and Mikey's pissed off at this dude. Right. So. He's got chumped. Yeah. He uh, he quick runs up and sneaks away, grabs his stuff, and uh, dips out of school. And the bell, then you hear a bell ring. But you still hear the voices talking over, like, the people in the office talking throughout this scene for, like, probably a minute and a half. Um, bell rings and then shows the bully. And his buddy's walking out of school real quick. And he's like, if I see that kid, he's fucking dead. And then, lo and behold, he's walking away by himself. Nice jacket, though. I had one of those jackets. They're nice. What uh, jacket? The, the jacket the bully's wearing. Like the the corduroy with the fleece on the Oh, inside. yeah, yeah. I know those what you're are, talking about. I, man, I love that jacket. It was a nice jacket. <laughs> but, yeah, he's talking about how he's like one suspension away from getting expelled or some shit, yep. like one detention or some shit like that. So he's like, well, man, he's already in deep be. with his dad, yeah, yeah, who apparently is a piece of shit, which is why this kid's a piece of shit. You know, a lot of that thematic stuff in this movie where, you know, they're, they're pointing at one thing with another thing. And like, yeah, this is this is the problem here. This is how this all happened. Right. Um, I like that they, they explain more of this in this movie versus the old ones. You know, they kind of give a build up to what everything is and mm-hmm. they, they start to highlight those legit problems that are a fact well, that's what makes this movie so cool compared to the first one is that they do show you the childhood part that's yeah. something that's entirely new in addition well, like, i mean they pretty much skip it entirely they don't really talk about the childhood that much in the first movie in the first true. halloween movie from 1970 the john I mean, carpenter i think with that though they were you know they were just kind of go for the mystery of michael myers you know yeah. and that makes sense just right like now, what what Zombie guy? did is like he took a, what was already a legacy and gave the fans what they wanted to know. They, you know they f- they, he they filled in the holes. Story, yeah. He gave him a story of what he is, where he came from. Right. This is how the monster came to be the monster. And made his body kill right. Yeah, whereas yeah. Jason starts with how Jason became Jason and his, the whole thing with his yep. mom. This one doesn't do that. Even even though classics like Freddy Krueger, they do give what he is. They right. tell you throughout the movies, where in the old Michael Myers movies, you don't really learn that much about no. him. Just, Dr. Loomis worked with him. He wants to kill this babysitter. All right. <laughs> and he cannot die. Got it. Takes shots like a champ. And not liquor shots, but gunshots. So he's running, all that good stuff, gets out, bully, the whole thing we were talking about. And uh, so while the bully's having this conversation with his douchebag buddy about how he's in all this trouble, you're getting like a, a voyeuristic sort of camera shot where you can tell somebody watching this happen. Yep. And then you get another exterior shot where you can see him kind of hiding in a bush. And it's like right behind, behind them trees, talking. Yeah. And you see him and the bully starts walking away by himself. And it just shows Mikey standing there just not happy. Need to move a little closer? Yeah, just the levels seem really low. Okay, good? Figured I'd boost them up a little bit. Am I good? Check. Hello. Yeah, you're good. Okay, so um, 
Yeah, it shows Mikey kind of stare there. And the music of the, the fucking... Dee, 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 the, oh, that's such a, just a good song. It is good. I love the, I love the soundtrack for this movie. Just the Halloween classics and then the other music, like the Rush and all that stuff that's thrown in. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, they did really good with the thematics I in this movie. The, I like the music. Soundtrack's so tops. Um, so it shows the kid just walking away, um, the bully, and he ends up cutting a path through these... Uh, this Sorry. field, this crick, I don't know what it is. It's this little woody Yeah, just area. some wooded ravine kind of yeah. area. It's real fall. Yeah. I mean, again, it's October, so there's just Holy leaves yeah. all over the ground. So, and... hey, they didn't do the, uh, it's spring, but there's harvestable corn. <laughs> yeah. Didn't fuck up on that Jeepers Creepers level. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't notice any fuck ups in this one. Not really, no. If I may say so this early on. I, I can't say I noticed any real obvious flaws Not in this Not a whole movie. lot of whoopsies. Uh-uh. Um, but yeah, it shows him walking, and he's kind of he gets down to the bottom here of this hill, and the bully's walking, and he gets to right about this tree, and all of a sudden he's here, hap whack, and Mikey jumps around the tree with a fucking big old branch and starts. What did I what did I label this note as? I have no idea. I haven't looked at your notes, sir. Big branch beatdown. Ah, yes, very yeah. accurate. Yes. Just cracks him across like the knee or the shin to start with. Yep. Just knocks him the fuck down, and then beats him like probably once or twice more. Uh, kicks him a couple of times if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, and then like the guy, the kid's begging, you know, at this please, point. Please. Well, it starts off with, "I'm gonna beat your ass. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking get you for this. I'm gonna Two kick the shit later. out of you." And then next thing you know, he's begging for his life, bleeding for his bleeding, bleeding from, from his the face. Eyes. Yeah. And uh, real rough shape, this guy. And. You kind of watch Mike analyze what's go, you know, where this guy's at, the pity of yeah. of his begging, and next thing you know, he's just bashing his fucking yeah. head in. Well, what it is, he takes his mask off real quick, and he's looking down as the kid's begging. And he reaches into his jacket pocket, and he sees, ah, right. he sees the news clipping, or the clipping from the he, paper. Yeah, he takes like, the clipping from the kid's pocket. He's like, you know what? Fuck you! Puts his mask back on and then just rage beats him to death. Like it, it was almost like a "This is why I'm doing this." Yeah, he's like, "See this? If you didn't have this, maybe, maybe, but probably not." There we go. I got the levels figured out now. It only took uh, 792 bars. <laughs> bars on bars on bars. Bars on bars and racks on racks. Um. So yeah, then it just kind of goes to these somber, kind of soft keys as this. Kid's uh, done. Yeah. His eggs cooked. This scene ends. This scene ends. That's the shit. Now we're back at home. It's uh-huh. nighttime. Hey, cat killer. Hey, cat killer, yeah. So Ronnie's laid up on the couch like a lazy piece of... Uh, well, in his recliner, rather. Like a lazy piece of shit. And uh, Mikey is sitting there watching something or another on the TV about 10 inches or so from the screen. And uh, he's literally just sitting there and ignoring everything that Ronnie says. So he's, Ronnie's sitting there calling him a psycho, cat killer. What the you fuck's queer. wrong with you? You queer. Too afraid to do it for real. So you get your jolly from killing small animals that can't defend themselves. Yeah. That kind of shit. And he's just ignoring him all the time. And then, God damn it. No, that's the sister's name that he yells, isn't it? What? I, I just keep trying to remember the mom's name. but We don't know it. Uh, he yells, Judith, I'm going to be late. Oh, and that, yeah. but that's his sister's name. It's not his mom's name. But whatever, regardless. So he's sitting there, ignores everything the guy says, uh, yells for Judith that they're going to be late. He's, it's Halloween, so he's you know waiting to go trick-or-treating. And uh, his big sister is supposed to take him out. Take it from there, Chief. Okay. Um, yeah, his big sister's supposed to take him out. His mom's like, Judith, can you do me a favor? Can you take him out? Blah, blah, blah. I can't do this. Uh, I got to go to work. Um, so she's like, well, isn't he too old for this anyway? 
blah, blah, blah. And um, there's kind of a little bit of an argument there between the mom and the daughter. But the mom drops down to her knees and she's talking to Mikey real quick, right to his face. And like, hey, I shouldn't even let you go out. But after the shit you pulled today, but you just live it up, live it up tonight. And then I know things have been rough, but starting tomorrow, things are going to get better. Okay. And like, you see the softness <laughs> in Mikey's eyes, you know, he's talking to his mom. So everything's okay. He's kind of happy. Again, mm-hmm. You see the joy, but he gets to go trick or treating. Yeah, his mom's like, fawning hey, him. Cool. Everything's he's like, cause that's, he cares about his mom. Like that, she's an important person to him. So he's like, okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, what do you think she meant by that? Everything's going to change tomorrow. Thing, they they were gonna start talking about you know making sure uh, he's getting the help he needs you know going to talk to oh, Doctor Loomis and them. so the mental help stuff yeah. okay okay it seemed like there was some sort of family dynamic that she was I gonna mean, be changed it seemed like it was a little bigger than just that kind of thing may, I mean I don't know what she would have done because clearly I asked because I had no idea yeah. so other than that then just start making changes to make sure he's okay it was almost a foreshadowing yeah really like, without her knowing it but yeah yeah I guess there was a few levels to the line depending on how you read into it yeah it, it's an interesting thought though because of you know what happens next and you know, if you if you remember that as the next scene plays out, you're like, mm, all right. Everything did change. It did change. Now. Sure did. Yeah. Didn't even wait till tomorrow. No. Um. So she ends up leaving for work. Um. Which we know is stripping. Yep, it's true. Um. Which, good on you. That lady. She's so pretty. She deserves to be on a stage. Let's be honest. Valid, I guess. Yeah, she's gorgeous. I mean, I'm not denying that at all. No. Nobody should be. If you've seen House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, this movie, pretty much any Rob Zombie music video, I mean, photo shoots for days, Lords of Salem, I mean, the list goes on. She's a gorgeous woman. Yes, fact. She could be on a stage, a little classier one than this, preferably, because yeah. she's obviously like in a low end club in Ill Noise. True. Nemo the fucking Ill Noise. Do you think it's a black club that she works in? Probably not. Yeah, yeah you're right. She I doesn't have a saw, big enough white girl I booty or anything one like that. Black person in this whole movie. Mm. Is that true? I mean, it is the '70s, so they're still kind of ignored a lot. But don't make that face. Facts are facts. It was still the '70s. There was a little more free love and hippie shit, but at the same time, there's still a lot. Racism floating around. I don't think that. Think about what your grandparents say sometimes. You know, when you, when your grandpa or something like that just goes, "That fucking coon." Like you. Well, I'm not literally saying yours, but like you hear people of that generation, and and there's like goddamn coons these days, or oh look at that jigaboo run across the. I mean, I've heard shit like that from grandparents. It's just like, wow, that's how your generation lived. Yep. So to be saying that it wasn't going on in this movie, I think that's not racist. It's just. Logical casting. Fair. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> I mean, it is a close knit family that black we're power. dealing with, too. I said black, not white. Calm down. Man, I want cheese sticks. Um, you want so what? Cheese sticks. You're gross. A, really? Yep. You, we have a drum set and you didn't even. That's yeah. right. I mic'd up the drum kit. We have an electric drum kit that he could plug in. Yeah, but then it's like over there, whereas this is just right here. He broke a plate trying to mic his drum set up. I did break one of our plates trying to mic up the set. That um, is a little on the embarrassing side. But hey, this was the payoff right here. I think you guys can appreciate fair. that. All right. Um, 
So yeah, uh, <laughs> his mom's getting ready to walk out, and uh, all of a sudden, what's his name? The boyfriend of the sister. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, well he walks I don't know through, his name. and he's a real scum-looking fucker. Oh yeah, real dirt bag. He looks like he has one of those black chokers on, like the <laughs> like a gimp choker. Yeah, like where it's uh, got the little metal ring that they could attach a collar to. No, 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 like the uh, the old school things that girls like in the nineties. Oh, wear. like the braided bands yeah. almost, or it's just like thin braided plastic. Yeah, yeah. it looks like he has okay. one of those things on. Um, yeah, real grungy guy. Listens to a lot of, well, it's the 70s, so not Alice in Chains, but what you would expect that guy to look yeah. like nowadays. Drives a van with some sort of dumb painting on the paneling. <laughs> lives, I think he lives out of his van currently. Isn't that, no, that's, no, that's the other That's the other dirt bag that literally looks almost exactly like this dirt bag. True, yeah. Which, again, it's a mirror scene. It's meant to be that way. It yeah. looks, they did a good job with that. Um... So we'll he, get there, folks. We'll get there eventually. Maybe. When the when the red stag permits, we will achieve red stag. some next level movie shit. Clink. <laughs> Here, I only need one drumstick. You take another drumstick, and you can just whack the old symbol whenever you uh, get your hand-eye coordination together. Apparently, because that was a hell of a miss. Drinking. Hey, nothing's worse than our high fives, though, man. You know, I feel like we've come a long way with those, though. We haven't high fived in years. Point taken. <laughs> or point proved. I don't know which. Both. Um, so let's let's get this scene rolling a bit here. Yeah, this is where shit starts getting hairy, folks. Um. So yeah, uh, like he Team finds Wolf out Harry. that he's not actually going trick or treating because his sister's not taking him. Mm. Because she wants to go fuck her boyfriend. Because he shows up literally as mom's walking yeah, out. She's like, I want you out by 11. He's like, What did I do? He's like, I know what you do. I know it's what you kids do. Yeah. So mom goes to work to go upstairs. Mikey's just like, Oh. Great. And cue the Love Hurts musical montage. <laughs> I didn't know that was a drum roll. <laughs> but anyway. Love Hurts! <laughs> So it shows, like, there's two scenes that are going on here. It's Mikey kind of sitting out there. He's got a little bit of candy in his bag, but he's sitting outside. Um, Which super, I guess he did go trick-or-treating then, though, right? Just a little bit, yeah, but he wanted the company because otherwise he's alone always. Right, like, that's true. Um, he's always being ignored yeah. by everyone all of the time. So his sister's upstairs fucking her boyfriend. Um, he's sitting outside <laughs> on, the, on these stairs. You know, the wind's blowing. He's just looking kind of sad. Um, and then it shows his mom getting to work, start dancing. It's brighter there in the scenes. Like, that's what you'll see is uh, where his mom is. It's all the lights, and he's just sitting there all gloomy. It's gray. It's black it's mm-hmm. outside. And then he... Her light to his darkness. Yeah. You know, he walks inside. He's sitting at the kitchen table. Like, he sees his stepdad just sitting there passed out drunk in the chair. Um, he's sitting at the table eating some candy. Mom's dancing. And then the music kind of stops. And he's just, he flicks a candy corn. and then Candy corn sucks. Yeah. <laughs> of he, course well, he, he does. He eats a couple of them. No, he's eating the circus peanuts. Is that what he's eating? What, those suck too. They, so. They're both awful. Some of the worst candy ever yeah. made, like Mary Jane's and all that Ugh. bullshit old timey candy. Yuck. A good and plenty. Get out of here. Just give me some yes. Mike and Ikes if you're going to give me some garbage like right? that. Ugh. Fuckers. So. This should be ammunition. He, you know what he should get? A slingshot. He should go out Dennis the Menace upon some bitches. Yeah, I think he does worse. I don't think he's well, trying to be a menace. I think he's trying to be a murderer. I think it'd be more impressive if he achieved what he does, but with a slingshot instead. 
I mean, imagine if you slit someone's throat by launching a knife from your slingshot across the room. Not aerodynamic enough. I mean, if if you figure out the rotation and on the axis, and then there's uh, centrifugal force and a little bit of uh, permutations in the air and the qualities of the density of the molecules around it, by the time it gets there, if you can predict all that, it'll fucking slice the throat. No. Shit gets rough, dude. It's almost as bad as Ricketts. And we all know how bad Ricketts is. Goddamn, <laughs> goddamn Ricketts, Kevin. <laughs> Ricketts. I think they died of Ricketts. The whole family died of Ricketts. What did we classify? What did we say Ricketts was? <laughs> it was I think, brittle bones. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, they all died of brittle bone Ricketts. Yeah, well, I think the two kids were playing out in the yard, and the one went down the slide and broke all of his bones because he didn't stop well at the bottom and he had brittle bones from rickets and then the parents came out and found this child because the other child brought him out and then the parents felt so bad that they they just crushed their daughter and shot each other because well rickets ruins lives wow yeah man i spit on your grave they got to make a prequel just about the rickets family i think it'd be a blockbuster am i wrong no that's what I thought. Boom. Fuck yeah. Kay. Pissed off with his candy corn, eating shitty circus peanuts. You just take this scene away. Flicking them. Take it. Bitch. Ronnie's drunk ass is passed out in his recliner, laying down, and passed out he is, folks, because good old Mikey, when he's fed up with this candy, grabs himself a nice kniff and some duct tape. Boom. Hard tea there. Duct. Heads no, out. It's duck, like quack. Mm, that's a brand. That's like saying Kleenex. Those are tissues. Oh my God. I can't handle you. You're an embarrassment to human society, American society. To human society. I was going to say human society, but that's kind of broad. Let's just go yes. American. You could have just said humanity. Because I think there's way more fucked up things going on in other places. I'm the worst thing you're in pretty, America. You're a horrible American. Yeah, that's what I said. I had to explain rickets to you. I just couldn't remember. Oh, oh, yeah. Just like you don't remember that Gerald R. Ford was our greatest president of all time. Well, that's false. <laughs> okay, fine. Taft. Let me pull out the big guns. Taft. <laughs> Duct tape in hand, heads out to the living room. And like I said, he is passed out, this Ronnie fag. And uh, next thing you know, he is taped to his recliner. Now... Duct tape's loud. Like, uh, you hear that very loud. He's, yeah, he, he rips a good, like, 18 inches off the roll kind of thing. Just It's like, I feel like that alone would have been enough to wake up someone who's at least mostly drunk. Like, you'd have to be next level, black the fuck out, passed out to not wake up from somebody duct taping you to a chair. It's true. The then again, the you see those pranks where like the, people will manage to saran wrap someone to their bed without them waking up. So some people just do sleep heavy as fuck. But regardless, tape down, and uh, Mikey's about to have his way. Yep. Take care of little business. Yeah. And uh, he wakes up, Ronnie. What does he do to wake him up? Slits his throat. 
Oh, he slits his throat to wake I thought he woke yeah. up and said something first for nope, some reason. He literally just slits his throat and he wakes up and it just starts gushing blood. Just, just that I'm going to fucking kill you look in his eyes. Yeah, I can't like, believe this is happening to me. You piece of shit. You shouldn't have been the one to kill me. Like that kind of look in his eyes. He's very not happy about what happened. Well, rightly so. Which is phenomenal acting because it was all in the eyes. Yeah. I think that's really impressive. To to be that like to to be able to read that much from that one look. I think they did a good job showing eye expressions, which is a big part of the Michael Myers thing. Though. It's a big part of acting. <laughs> well, especially with the Michael Myers. But story. yeah, they, they crushed it. Like that's. Part and then of he stabs is. him a few more times on top of it. But Ronnie's toast. It's true. So now with him bleeding out, we cut to wait. I think we did we. All right. Let, let me double check here. So. Duct tape knife, fuck it, creepy clown, sweater, taped him down, masks up, window, out, briefly, Yo, Ronnie. He's, he's yeah, looking okay. out, he's, right before he slices his throat, he hears some kids outside, and he looks out, and he, that's when you get the rage, and like, he gets more pissed, because he's like, he sees these other kids being happy and having right. fun, and he's like, you know what, fuck this, walks over, slits his, slits his throat, whatever. Um, and then it goes upstairs to the... Sister and her boyfriend getting kind of frisky. Mm, he's like, mm. check this out. He puts his fucking the OC mask on. That's why I called it. Yeah, Mike I Myers guess we mask. did. We did skip the original uh, Judy part. What's that? Uh, it's before Mike comes in. Uh, so we get the little montage and everything with yeah. the mom, and then we jump upstairs and we see Judith and her man doing their little do. Oh, and she's like, "That man is not my stepfather. My real father is in heaven." Yeah, and he pulls out what we what comes to be known as the Mike Myers mask, yep. and throws that on. He wants to fuck her with the mask on. She's like, "No fucking way! Like that's ridiculous." Oh yeah, that's where I'm into my notes too. It totally yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just realized that we had skipped that part, uh, and then the whole thing with the stepdad happens. Yep. Um, fuck Ooh. it, duct tape, knife, did all that. Um, the audio kind of muffles at this point as the boyfriend is going downstairs. Right, he's going for a fridge run. Yep. He's hungry, I think is yeah. what it was. Yep, so he's starting to make a sandwich. Um, the sis puts on her headphones and she's just laying in bed listening to music. The boyfriend's downstairs at the kitchen. Don't table. fear the Reaper, specifically. Yep, Blue Oyster Cult. No, that was, uh,. No, it was Don't Fear the Reaper. Was it? Yeah, because it actually, again, plays into another scene later in the movie. Okay. I, re- I took note on that one specifically. I thought it was pretty cool how they did that. Um, Let's see. So Mikey's kind of like creeping around in the kitchen. You can kind of see him. He knows the boyfriend's coming. The boyfriend sits at the table, and he starts making a sandwich out of lunch meat with a stupid fucking face. And uh, this well, scene... I would make a sandwich, too. If you just got stuff from getting that muff, you go downstairs and you make yourself a nice muff sandwich and just chow down then. I say I'd make... Uh, you, you tried too hard for that one, buddy. It I, was the point. <laughs> I, would I had to set myself up for the drums, whether would, it was good or not. Would, ah, that was way better. I would rather have somebody make me a sandwich afterwards, to be honest. Well, I think he tries to pull that, doesn't he? No. Oh, fair enough. Anyway, um... What I call this sandwich is a uh, baseball club sandwich. Ah, uh, yes. Because it's a pun. Yes, because it's a club. Because he's making a turkey and ham sandwich, and as he's making it, uh, Mikey hits him in the fucking head with the baseball bat. Like a goddamn baby seal. Let's go clubbing. Um, <laughs> you kidding me right now? So... 
Boyfriend falls to the ground. He's twitching. And he's like, and Mikey just starts going to town. He's whack, 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 whack. Just crushing his face. That was, that was a struggle. My God, was that a struggle? Well, it's, it's so far out of my way. It's, you know, it's there. It's true. Anyway. So, boyfriend's dead. Daddy-o, also dead. Sissy pants upstairs. Listen to music. Mostly no naked, oblivious to the world. Yep. Poor bitch. Mikey walks away upstairs. Mm, heading to the upstairs. He gets into the room. Puts on the mask. The new mask that he really kind of likes. She's facing the wall and not yep. the door when he walks in. And he starts just kind of stroking her legs with his finners. Just like, sup, baby girl. Yeah, being real creepy. And she sees him and she's like, what the fuck? She thinks it's the boyfriend, but it's not him. Yeah. Um. Oh, Steve. Steve? That was the guy's name. Okay. Yeah, that was the boyfriend's name was Steve. That makes sense. Um. So yeah, his older sister's laying there. He's kind of stroking her with his hands and uh, puts his mask on. His sister seems like, what the fuck? Like, what happened? She starts just slapping him in the head. It's like, what the hell? What are you doing? Answer me. Whack. Answer me. Whack. Answer me. Whack. Answer me. Whack. Uh, and then he just stabs her in the stomach. Yeah. Like, I've had enough of your shit. You're done. Treating him like shit. Just Whack. fucks her just up. Just done. Just stabs I don't her. have time for this. She starts like, uh, shows her walking down. What do you think would have happened in an alternative version of that scene had she not been a piece of shit? Like, do you think he would have shown like a weird affection for her on a strange incestual level? Because it didn't yeah. look like he was just ready to kill right away. I mean, the weird caressing thing isn't something he does with his victims. Well, this is he was younger. He, like, you don't really see a whole lot of it. He's just kind of like, I think he was trying to mess with her just a little bit just to gauge her reaction again. Okay. So it's just kind of like it's a it's a logical way of looking he's at just it. It's like, hey, God, I always seem to go yeah, way darker like than it needs to be, huh? Well, I think you you're 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 wanting it to be, but instead of just look, like you just gotta step back and kind of look at it real quick and just kind of notice like he is toying with him because he doesn't he only gives a shit about two people in the whole movie. That's mm-hmm. all he cares about. He doesn't care about her because she's been a piece of shit. Well, which we find out, but it's just the way that that plays. It just seems like there was a small reservation of something in his heart still. Well, I, I think and then her being a piece of shit and slapping on him and yelling at him is what broke that. It's like, there it is, done. I, I don't think, have time for this. I mean, I'm not disagreeing completely, but I, I think it's just one of those things where you know, it goes to him you know, stalking the people later mm-hmm. in the movie and just watching them and making them know that right. he's been seen. Uh, making yeah, making them know that he's watching. Yeah, them. he's watching exactly. He's just kind of playing with them just a smidge because he, he doesn't like to. He's not about the psychological games. Right. He's uh, I'm gonna kill you. That's it. But that's just how he is. Okay, I'll take uh, that. Just creepy and weird. So now she's got a knife in her gut. Yep. We cut to a hallway exterior shot. She's no lights on. She's walking out. Not good. Not a good condition. He comes up behind her, stabs her. Slashes her back a few slashes times. Slashes her. And then she falls to the ground, starts crawling towards the stairwell, and he ends up stopping her and finishing the, the job. Yep, stabs her 17 times. She's just done. Boom. So all that's left now is an infant and mama at work. Yep. So then that's when you see him. He walks into the – it shows the infant standing there. I think they just call her Boo at the beginning. Um, the daughter? Oh, the, the kid. Baby. Right, Boo. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
and yeah, because he goes, he walks in there and he sees the baby, and you're like, oh shit, because it's da da like that music, the like oboes and bass, <laughs> <laughs> oboes and baritone trombones. Yeah, it's you know, it's that kind of. Is there such a thing as a baritone trombone? I don't know, man. Eh, I'm not be. about my brass. Ah, uh-huh. um, okay. Then he just said he walks over and you're like, shit, is he about to kill this little baby? And then he's like, Happy Halloween, boo. And then it cuts to the mom leaving the uh, strip club, getting walked out to her car by the by the boss or security, whatever. She drives home, she pulls up, and she's like what the hell? What ha- What's going on? She sees Mikey and Boo sitting out on the stairs. He's holding there. She's like, it's freezing out here. What's going on? What happened? And she's like, give me the baby. Give me the baby. She gets the baby. She's like, "What? seriously, what's going on? It goes inside and then sirens. And it goes to a sepa- sepia sepia filter. Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, it's I like think that, it's sepia. That, that yellow. Yeah, it looks like an old Western film yeah. all the time. It's going like that. Sirens just blaring over, news coverage, and it's just like a quick little montage of the bodies being wheeled out and the right. mom screaming and being like, you know, they fu- Ronnie, what's his name? Ronnie. I have no idea what his last name whatever, was. Whatever. Was found bound to a chair. Uh, his throat slit wide open. You know, they're just kind of going over the coverage of what he did. Um, and it shows that he's being sent to um, um, a, Sam Smith or Smith's. Yeah. Something like that. Something. Uh, it's a mental institution. A, a ju- yeah. yeah. A juvenile correctional. Inf- no, I guess not juvenile. It's just a mental institution. Yeah, it's just a, men- a mental institution of some variety. Security prison. There we go. Right. So we cut to 11 months later. We get a little title screen saying so. Um, he's been found guilty of the crimes. And that's why he's in this facility. Dr. Loomis has been appointed as his psychological whatever. Mentor? Yeah. His, his doctor. Yeah, his psychologist, I guess, probably would have been just the easiest way to go yeah, about it. I mean, filibuster, really. Um, so, yeah, the doctor is, oh, uh, Smith's Grove Medical Penitentiary. I actually have it written down. Wow. Is my for your, take so many, many notes I forget how many notes I take. You you'd have so many notes, and it's still man. I just don't. You you take a lot of notes, but dude. It's, it's, it's a lot. Like it's kind of funny though how the struggle sometimes to figure out details between. My memory is atrocious, which is why these notes are a must. <laughs> oh, those fucking liquor shivers. Oh. And uh, so Doc wants to talk to him, Mike, about that evening. And uh, he's like, well, what happened that night? And the boy is essentially saying, I didn't do it. Yeah, Like super chipper, sounds like a real nice, upbeat kid, normal 10, 12-year-old kid. Yeah, the the first question in this interview that he he asked him, he's like, why do you sound so funny? He's like, oh, it's my accent. I'm from England. Mm. So... Kind of going, you know, they're kind of playing that spiel. And he's like, you know, it's just okay. And he's just going on like nothing happened. Like nothing's wrong. He's like, I didn't do anything. Yeah, like, I didn't it do it. Um, through that interview, it kind of, and then it, it cuts to the mom. Like the mom visits him right, like very soon. He's like, can I go home? How, you know, he's like, when can I go home? He's like, you can't go home. Maybe mm-hmm. tomorrow. I was like, I'll talk to your doctor. Um, he's like, how is everybody at home? Right. 
everyone it's, yeah everything's good everything's fine yep she's like wow he has no clue but it's like does he really know or does is he just playing like there's still the mystery about him you know right. what I mean during these next couple of scenes you're kind of getting three separate uh views uh one is typically a setup with him and his mom um sometimes the doctor's there too yep him with the doctor being interviewed and then like videotape of the doctor reporting on what is going on yeah, with Michael. Like, so like, like right away after what we had just talked about, we get, you get that first section. He's just like, he seems like a normal kid, but don't underestimate him. There's a darkness behind his eyes. I've seen it. And then okay. that's when he talks about how the only time he seems to be normal is when his mom's visiting. Um. So yeah, that's, that's that. Uh, we have that creepy, is everyone okay? Yeah, everything's fine. So he's... You know, either blocking it out or just pretending it didn't happen yep. altogether. Uh, and then we meet Danny Trejo. Yep. He's uh, he's the janitor, and he's cleaning the halls one night, and he's like, he quick pops over to Mikey's uh, door, and he looks at him, and he's like, hey, just want to let you know, you don't let them walls get you down. I spent some time there uh, behind bars myself. Um, you just kind of got to... Look into your own mind because no walls can stop you there. And that's also one of the parts where I think that line, because that, you know, is a significant part. Because shortly after that, or like literally the next scenes with him, he starts to shut down because he starts making his masks. Yeah. Um, that's true. And so it's like, okay, huh, maybe Danny Trejo is, you know, trying to be helpful, but accidentally did the wrong thing here. Um, so he's like, you know, he's trying to give him some advice and be like, hey, man, you know, they're going to take care of you. you you still got a chance to be normal, not really, but yeah, no, you, you, you know we we you don't have to be miserable. Like, let's look at the brighter side here. Um, Real nice like, guy. Yeah, he's like, I gotta get back to work though. Uh, you know, take care. Take I'll care of yourself, you. Mikey. Yeah, yeah, he's got. He's trying to build like this endearing relationship with. Yeah, him. he's trying to be like legit with him. Like he's clearly not an asshole like this fellow janitor's will soon show up to be. Which is, I feel like there's, I don't, I hate when people read into movies too much, and this is one of the few movies that I feel like I'm reading into too much. Probably. Like I see like a lot of comparisons that like aren't necessarily like upfront comparisons, but it's just like this is to me Danny Trejo is the failed version of what he needed all along. Yeah, it's like Danny Trejo is being the person that Mikey always needed as a child before everything happened. Yeah, before dad died, and he's yeah. only now getting it when it's finally too late. Well, I mean, his mom was there, but she just didn't have the opportunity to right, be there. Right, right. Yeah. I get you. It's just I feel like even with her, he she didn't give the affection like this. Yeah, like it was. He, he could tell that she cared, and that's obviously why there's yeah. this connection that they have. That and the fact that Ronnie was a stepdad. Of course, he's not going to feel super connected to him anyway. But then, like, even still, like, she was still, she'd cuss at him or be angry with him. And Danny's, like, almost this loving, caring, really in-depth, genuine person, passionate person, right? Yeah. And it's just, like, it's it's interesting to see this come into Mikey's life just too late when it's already a failed uh, prospect to even bother with. Definitely. I don't know. Again, reading too much into it, probably, but I, I like it. It's Yeah. I feel like there's symbolism there that I don't normally notice in movies. It's part of what we're doing here, though, is... Read into depth a little bit more and dissecting these movies. Yes, sir. Boom. I was, well, you know, every time I think about that, I realize I think I did a good job picking the name for the show. Oh my god. He was going for just a, a, a good old symbol crash, but you know what? He failed miserably, missed by about eight inches, and I figured I'd help out. That's embarrassing, bro. That's really embarrassing. Oh my god. Oh my god. 
We should really periscope this in the very least next time, because this is absurd. That is the most failed attempts at hitting a symbol I've ever seen back to back to back. Oh, there you go. You, you hit the rivet. Don't break it. I Jesus. Trust. I have to get that aggressive about it. Fucking Christ. Sounds like you need a Danny Trejo in your life, buddy. It's machete. A machete. Machete. Oh, yeah, it's a machete. So, anyway, oh, after yeah, this uh, yeah, situation with machete. the... Uh, what's Speaking name? of machete. Machete. The other half is Spy Kids. God damn, that chick's gorgeous. He just... Uh, Alexa Vega and Machete Kills. Come on, son. Um, what? He, uh, Danny Trejo just opened a uh, a restaurant. His own restaurant in L.A. Yeah, I saw that. God damn. That's awesome. So <laughs> uh, One more reason I want to go check out L.A. someday. There's got to be so much cool shit there. Um, Anywho. So, yeah. Next day, shows Mikey going to interview with uh, Dr. Loomis again, but this time he's got a mask on. It's mm-hmm. just a black one. And there's like, like for masks, it's like, well, why, why is it all black? Why are you wearing it? He's like, well, no one can see me with my mask. Like, well, I could see you. Yeah, he says that black's his favorite, co- favorite, favorite, color. favorite color. Yeah, and then Doc gives him the whole spiel about how black's not a color and yeah. white's all color. Blah blah blah. Yeah, he's like, um, but nobody can see me with my mask on. He's like, well, I can see you, and your mom sees you. And he's like, and that's it. I'm like, okay. Um, kind of gets awkward in there, but he just starts to shut down more. Like, right. He's getting more withdrawn, and like that's what you see from the uh, basically it would be like a mugshot scenario where he's doing these pictures. You know, it shows all his different masks mm-hmm. that because it's just kind of a quick little montage of uh, you know, the years that he's spending at this institution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like footage that Doctor Loomis is. Cr- crap i like that they go through the effort of making whatever footage he got yeah. to make it look like it was footage that would have been gotten from the 70s right? the old uh old film reels and everything with the the lines and cricket crickets and stuff it looks like a basically probably like, probably a, like a 16 millimeter reel kind of thing yeah like uh like the cutscenes you'd see in fallout like the you know just classics gray yeah welcome <laughs> Welcome to Gensink. Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's kind of interesting watching him fall apart mentally. Yeah. Just just do like his the doctor's eyes like his that. His hair gets more unkempt and uh, starts to hang more in his face, like uh, like a shroud sort of idea. Yep, he says his mask hide his ugly. Oh, it's Christmas and his mom's visiting him, and uh, she's like, "We take the mask. I don't like when you wear a mask." Like, but I do. It hides my ugliness, and she's like, "Don't say that. You're not ugly." Blah blah blah. Um, and he's starting to like really, really, really break down because he can't go home. He wants to go home so bad, but clearly he's not going anywhere. Um, yeah, he's getting real, real upset. Um, I think I'm going to say probably six to seven months go by through this. Um, cause like Dr. Loomis is even saying he doesn't even talk. You know, he's become more of a ghost. Right. This kid that he once was. Makes the bold statement that he's hiding behind the masks. It's yeah. like, okay, that wasn't fucking obvious. Yeah, he's just it's hiding. Quack. Like, it's just, it's he's becoming a ghost, a shell. Right. Um, Receding farther and farther into himself. Yeah. So then it's, there's another time where it's um, right around there at the end of this little scene of Dr. Loomis talking about all this. Um, shows. Michael, Dr. Loomis, and his mother sitting there having lunch in their cafeteria. Um, and he's really, he's not eating, he's not saying anything. Um, 
and it, she's like, well, hey, uh, before I go, I brought you this, and it's a picture of Mikey and uh, Boo. And Sitting out in front of the house. Yeah, she's like, I just thought you'd want to hang it up in your room. He doesn't say anything. You know, his arms are crossed, his hair's over his head, mask on and everything. Um, just looking down, she's like, well, oh, okay, then I guess, I guess I'll go. Um, Dr. Loomis is like, I'll walk you to your car. Flags in a nurse to come sit with Michael. Um, and they start walking out, and the nurse sits down. And, God, she's rude right away. What a piece of shit this she's, lady is. Like, she's sitting there across the table from looks, grabs the picture, goes, oh, that's a cute baby. Couldn't be related to you. And just. So snarky. Yeah. Just. Immediately takes a jab at him. Yeah. So she sits there, pick, flicks open the newspaper, looks away from him, and that's when you see him just start to grab this uh, this knife, this butter knife or whatever that he's using to eat his food with. But I don't know what they, maybe it was a fork, I don't know. But uh, Dr. Loomis and the mom are walking out, and they get to the elevator, and they're kind of talking. He's like, he's, he hasn't said a word in almost two weeks. <clears throat> oh. they're, they're sitting there, and then all of a sudden, kind of cuts to the security camera footage of Michael wearing his mask, stabbing this nurse in the neck and just digging it in there. Like he's literally just fucking cramming this uh, fork, fork yeah. all the way through her neck, like just straight down and security alarms go off and the guards run by and she's like, what happened? What happened? They start running after and it's uh, the nurse laying on the ground, bleeding out. Uh, Michael standing over there and the security guards rush in, push him away. Um, check on the nurse and Loomis and the mother are in there now. And they're like, what the hell, Michael, what happened? And the mom pick, flicks his mask up. And as soon as that happens, just complete rage. Like he lashes at her like a fucking animal. Yeah, like, and he, another good job with the eyes there. Like he's just, like they get a picture of him like being restrained and like freaking out. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it does kind of a freeze frame, which and like you're saying with the eyes like yeah. it's the time that you feel he has lost all humanity yeah, he's gone. He's that is it gone. that was the break all uh, humanity is forever gone yeah so he's freaking out at freeze frames um but it also plays into this film footage of because it cuts to a scene where the mom is at home watching all these videos uh these home movies of michael uh, and the family and stuff, and she's clearly depressed. Oh, real distraught. She's just in a not a good spot because she's like, I've completely lost my kid. Like, just walked nothing. in on her son's second murder scene. Yeah, and, well, technically third, but second that they know of. Kid, in the bully in the woods. Oh right, household. I guess yeah, yeah. I'm saying that she walked in oh, on. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, I see what you're saying. Say. It's his third murder, yeah. right? Um, I see what you're getting at. So yeah. Sees that she's not too happy, and uh, she's watching all these family videos. She picks up a gun, and you don't actually see it, but you just hear yeah. a bang, and then <laughs> yep. Um, then you hear Boo crying in the background, and then it's a, it just goes boom. Fifteen years later, Zinga, Danny Trejo again. This time he is training in a douchebag to be. Man, he's already a douchebag. He's yeah, training I, in a guy that's taking over his job. He's retiring in about three months. Yep, I called him a hillbilly racist ass. Yeah, he. Uh, if you've ever seen Kill Bill, reminds you of the dude that owns the pussy wagon. Yeah, Buck. Uh, Buck. Yeah, my name's Buck, and I like to fuck. Yeah. Reminds you of Buck and that other asshole in that scene. Real redneck trash just trying to take advantage of somebody in a hospital. Yep. 
Um, so yeah, these dudes are uh, <clears throat> Danny Trejo and this other asshole are walking down this hallway, and uh, this new young buck gentleman is talking about how he doesn't take orders from anybody. He he makes his own orders. So Danny and the people above him aren't going to be telling him what to do and blah, blah, blah. It's like, what kind of fucking douchebag big so, guy speech is this? How small of a dick do you have right? that you have to walk around like you, you have some sort of serious prowess? I you, but I don't. I work for myself. I ain't listening to nobody. I do what I want. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, well, you're probably not going to work here that long then. I'm my own boss. And uh, Danny's just like, I got three months left, dude. I... I don't need to deal with this right, shit. He's like, oh, I'm gone in three months. You're going to be here for a long time anyway. <laughs> right. You're stuck here for a hell of a lot longer than I am. So they open up the door to Mikey's room, and uh, now you see just masks laden yeah. all over the walls. All over the walls. And he's sitting on there working desks, on them. Yeah, it's all he spends his time doing, obviously. Which you'd think you'd get a little better at with 15 years of practice, but these are all still very rudimentary, you just like, terrible they, masks. They talk about it's always just the primitive style. Right, like. very primitive styling. It's uh, just like the colors and like slight shape changes. Otherwise, yeah. it's pretty much every mask is the same. And uh, again, very primitive. Yeah. So we're seeing into his room a little bit now, and uh, things are about to get a little rougher. Yeah, like the dude starts, he's like, hey, Mikey, come on, we got to get ready to go. We got to, uh, whatever he says. Let's Are go, you... fuck nut, time to go. Yeah, he's like, let's up, get up. He's like, Jesus, I wouldn't want to fuck with this guy. He's always like, oh, God, what does he say? He's like, oh, I'll be a, the shit storm in your worst nightmare, motherfucker. He says <laughs> something like that. Like, Man. Classic Rob Zombie line. Yeah, <laughs> like, and he goes to look at the masks, and he throws to touch one, and instantly Daniel's like, hey, don't touch his mask. Like, what, you have some sort of feelings for this fucking freak? He's like, I've been taking care of this kid for almost 17 years. He says almost 20 years because yeah, it's been 17. Yeah, he's yeah. like, almost 20 years. Just let him be. Like, There's one thing off. I know is that it's don't mess with his masks. Yeah, you know? he doesn't like people touching his masks. Just let it be. There's no reason to stir shit up. That's ba- that's basically what he's saying. He's like, there's no need to stir this up. Like, right. why? This dude's fucking huge. So now you got the uh, you can see what grown up Mikey looks like. He's this big hulking bastard, fucking mammoth, sitting at this desk, surrounded by his masks. And then that little incident happens where you just kind of realize that <clears throat> Danny's moving out, so Mikey's gonna be even less well cared for and all that kind of shit. This dude starts fucking with his masks. Blah 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 blah. So then we cut to the um, next day, a week later, who knows? But another day. Uh, when the doctor is now meeting with Mikey again. And he's talking about how Mike hasn't said a word for 15 years, and he's, he doesn't know what else he can do for him. He's done everything he can think of, and he, he can't be his doctor anymore. Like right. He's, he's got to be done. This is he's the end. He's got to move on. Loomis is finished. Yeah, and uh, he's like, you know, it's, in a way, you're my best friend, but I also feel like a big failure right now. Like, fuck. <laughs> this sucks. But, yeah, I- take care, Michael. I have to go. And that's, again, pretty much the end of that. It's just a real quick thing. That's one of the only times you see Michael, like, in this, after that scene with the nurse, like, lift his head up and look up. He just looks up. He's like, huh. Watches him walk away. Yeah. It's like, even that guy's given up on me. Uh, So, now we cut to, again, who knows when, um, but Dr. Loomis now being retired is giving a lecture. He's written a book on Mike Myers and something about yeah. some monster book kind of yeah. thing. It's, uh, he, he's, I kind of wrote down the quote that he's a talking about. A case story book. Yeah. That's what I was going for. A case study. Yeah, case like. study. I still said it fucking wrong. Um, yeah, it's case study. So I, I got most of the quote uh, that 
he's given like his little speech because um, it just shows uh, Michael like his eyes, young Michael's eyes, like in black or yeah, black and white picture, just with anger in him. He's like, his eyes will deceive you, destroy you. They will take your innocence and eventually your soul. Uh, these are the eyes of a psychopath. Um, he was bred in a perfect storm of inner and external uh, forces to you know breed what is basically pure evil like he's talking like that and then yeah he's just kind of giving a case study over michael and how he wasn't able to actually fix him so now you're just showing you what the doctors moved on to doing sort of thing like this is what he's done after mike he's sort of capitalizing on the fact that he took care of this guy for 15 years of sorts and you know this is his experience and i'm gonna at least gonna make some money off of being as how i couldn't fucking fix the guy kind of thing right, so like, a little well, bit of blood money you know yeah they, they call him out on that i think in the second movie too the, i haven't seen the second one i have not seen the second rob zombie halloween remake really yes at least not that I can remember. I feel like I have, no. but I can't remember any of it, so I can't say for certainty that I've seen any of it. It's just like I feel like I would have seen that movie, man. Uh, <laughs> but other than Halloween that, I got nothing. Party. No, no, I don't think I have. I really don't. Okay. I just feel like I should have. Um, so he's capitalizing on that shit. Uh, so you're just kind of getting a glimpse into what his life is now, and it cuts back to the prison, and now we've got good old redneck motherfucker uh, Buck Wannabe. Gonna go take a piss. piss, Yeah, yeah. I I got this. Um, So we're back with uh, Buck Wild over here, and he is with a cousin of his. He's bringing a cousin in, and they're talking some like weird, gross, rapey, sexual kind of talk. And uh, this this guy that's like on shift or something like that. One of the cousins is like, "Yeah, we just got a fresh one in today. She's real great." And then like goes into her room and um, pulls her out of the room into the hallway. And there's just like some, uh, you know, I want some pussy, like just this nasty, shitty cousin talk or whatever. And uh, there's like a scene, not a scene, a shot that like goes down the hallway, which uh, is to insinuate that this is the same hallway Mikey's kept in. And uh, I can't remember which of the two guys, but one of the guys gets the bright fucking idea. He's like, oh, I, I got this. I got this. So they drag this poor, helpless, mentally ill girl down to Mikey's room, swing the fucking door open, and they head into her room. He's like, Mikey, look what we brought you. We brought you some pussy for fucking. You're some sort of faggot boy. You don't want to touch these titties? And like, they just start getting real creepy about it. And it just it, it escalates. Again, rape scene type thing. Probably going to make a lot of people uncomfortable, but... Uh, you know, it sort of plays out kind of good. There's a little little vengeance that gets taken here. So one dude's fucking him or fucking this girl. Mikey's sitting at his desk, and the one guy is holding her down while the uh, civilian sort of one's taking her from behind. And then he finishes in like less than a minute, just jizzes all up inside of her. And then uh, the other guy, the actual penitentiary worker of the at least you know the guy that's on shift because i think i get the idea that they both work there because they're cousins and they both work there and uh the one that's actually on shift right now gets his turn so he grabs her and like pins her up against the wall they're like kneeling on the bed kind of thing and has her pinned up against the wall and he's taking her there and while he's doing that the other more civilian looking dude starts fucking around with mikey's masks 
And that's that's when things get wrong. Yeah. It's one thing to be raping a girl in his room, but don't touch his fucking mask. Yeah, he seems to just ignore <laughs> them completely until they pick up the masks and start getting in his face. Right. For Mikey, you're raping a girl. You're, this is run-of-the-mill darkness. Like, like, he, he doesn't even care. He didn't even turn around. He's yeah. still just paper mache, and he's just yep. like, whatever. Just doing him, and then uh, they start fucking with his masks. I, I feel like they smack him or something like that, just like, you know, just really poking and prodding the beast. They, yeah, the one antagonizing takes the him. mask and gets right up in his face like he's like, Aah! Yeah, and yeah. And then he just kind of grabs the dude and chucks him. So, yeah, shit gets rough. Uh, Mikey grabs the one guy, slams him against the wall, is choking him out or some shit. Uh, the guy that was still doing the fucking... The guy that's actually working there, he grabs his police baton thing and starts trying to beat Mike down, but they're nothing. Like, he doesn't uh, respond at all. Nope. You may as well have been striking him with a, a balloon that you're going to fold into a little puppy. Yeah. You know, a balloon animal balloon. Ain't doing shit. Squeak, squeak every time it hits him. Um, it, bangs <laughs> when it, it bangs when you hit it. That's what she said. Zang. I got an extra drum hit in there. God, this is obscene. You are a goddamn embarrassment. I'm going to paper cut your shoes. That's fair, because you need something to be good at, and if if that's it, then let it be it. I've had it up to here. <sighs> it's only like three feet off the ground. It's not that high. It's actually 28 Wax him with the, baton, with the baton. Nothing. Mikey throws him around. Now he's just he's pissed. He starts beating the shit out of these people, bashes the one guy's head against the wall, and uh, the other guy's down and out for the count. That's the end of we see of this girl. So now Mikey's out in the hallway, and we see Danny Trejo showing up in the next morning. I just feel bad, man. Like this sucks. I was like, I was hoping he would have some reservation about this. Right. Like, it really would have felt better. Like, ugh. so now the night's passed. We've uh, reached morning shift change over time. Danny Trejo showing up for work. Uh, you know, clocking in for one of his last of the three months. You know, you can assume that this is probably closer to the two or one month point yeah. now because of the time that's lapsed since we uh, found out that he was that close to retirement. So he comes in. You can hear a phone ringing. No one's clearly picking it up. He's like, he, he's under, like, you understand that he knows that something's wrong because he's not seeing anybody at all. He's like, huh, phone's ringing. Gets up to the cage, clocks in. He's like, Gloria, Gloria, nothing. And then it, as he walks through that security gate, shows Gloria laying on the ground, fucking holding her neck because it's been sliced open and Mikey's standing like right there with the big old knife. Yep. Uh, but he sees none of it and nope. proceeds through another door into another hallway, another corridor, if you will. So she's she's toast. She ain't getting saved. And uh, so now Treo finally runs into good old Mikey boy. Yeah, so he walks through this neck. He walks around this corner and he sees a couple of these uh, security guards dead. He instantly starts uttering Spanish phrases like yeah, stuff. Doing the crossing, the, yeah. the face, the chest, the two shoulders. Yeah. Uh, Father Christ, Holy Spirit. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, he's running up, checking on him. Head and shoulders, knees, and toes. He, he looks up and he's like, oh, oh, shit, Mikey. Uh, huh, okay, um. Let's get let's get you back to your bed, okay? Let's get you back. I need to get you back to your room, okay? And he's he's clearly shaken up because he knows Mikey did this. Oh yeah. And he's like, "Fuck, please, 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 God!" Like it's like I'm supposed to be done in like two weeks. Damn it! And he's like, "All right, I just gotta put these handcuffs on you, Mikey." And I know you don't like them, but I gotta put yeah, them on you, Mikey. I gotta Mikey. do this, and we gotta we gotta get you to your room. And 
he puts his hands out like, yeah. like, Oh, okay. He's going to let this dude be okay. I was like, thank you. Cause I like machete in this. I was like, man, right? I like this guy. And he's, then, he's got your back, man. When nobody else does. Yeah. And doesn't matter. He puts his hands up and right. He's shaking. And right when he's about to get the handcuffs on, uh, like he literally just throws him across the room up against this cage. Um, and he's like, I was good to you, Mikey. I was good to you. Like, please, Mikey. Just pleading. Yeah. Like, ah, come on. What did I do wrong, man? Right? He's like, I tried. I was trying to help you, man. I got nothing against you. I wanted to make you as comfortable as he could. And, uh, yeah, it didn't matter. Um, Made no difference. No, he's, like, choking him. And then he's, I, then I thought, okay, maybe if he's going to kill him, he's going to go, like, a quick, easy way because he starts to just. He puts his head underwater. Like maybe he's just gonna quick get it over with and not be brutal about it, like slicing people up. Nope. He actually gets one of the worst scenes. Yeah, he actually does get brutalized worse than most of the other ones yeah, that you see like in the movie. He gets he gets thrown across like he's bleeding instantly, like from the mouth and everything. Um he's almost drowned like three times. He's choked a little bit, and then he's on the ground, like just and then Mikey just grabs the TV and he's like, Please, that was good to you. Uh, and then Mikey just fucking dro- smashes this TV onto his head. End. And again, this is only 15 years after it being the 70s. Yeah. So it's we're in like the mid 80s. TV. Big old tube TV still. We ain't onto flat screens yet. Nope. So um, yeah, that motherfucker, it was probably like a 26 to 30 inch TV, probably about 80 pounds. Yeah, they're not heavy. Those, no, they're not, they're they're not, not light. light. Yeah, those yeah. are some heavy fucking TVs. I used to have probably, I think that same model, I think I had three of them. Because <laughs> they, uh, they had the pull button. Yeah. And then the, the 12 key dial pad, you know, nine, the, yeah, uh. and then the up volume, whatever. That's and, but hilarious. But the power button was the also the volume. Huh. You pull it out and then you go that way for loud, you go that way for quiet. Huh. Yeah. I like those TVs, actually. That's old school as fuck. Man, I, love I remember them. at a point owning a TV that had like one of the click channel changers. Yeah, well, I, like when I wanted to play my PlayStation and stuff like that, I had to get, I had to go to Radio Shack to get a, an adapter. To uh, it had two prongs that you'd have to like screw in to make it an old coaxial cable. <laughs> so, because it only the only input it had was for an antenna, with that so had two screws. So I had to. It was a RF modular. That's what it was. Okay. Had to screw those two things in so it con- convert that into a coaxial uh, input <laughs> so I could play my fucking N64 <sighs> on it. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's hilarious. It was great. Um, but, yeah, so uh, next thing you know, it's just kind of <laughs> Dr. Loomis waking up to a phone call. It's like, Dr. Loomis, Michael's out. It's a fucking massacre. Like, he killed everybody here. He's like, okay, I'll be there soon. I'm on my way. It's just straight up, oh, shit. Yeah. So now Doc's aware of what's going on. Mikey's gone. Danny's dead. Everybody else dead. And uh, you, Danny had the keys on him that nobody else had had for, him, for Mikey to get to, to escape. So now he's got the keys. So you know he's gone. Yep. So... Now we are at a truck stop, from what I can tell, yeah, like some a, sort of Texaco station yeah, type like thing. A, it's a it's a trucker's car wash, basically gas station. Gasser fill up car wash. Yeah. Thing. Um, oh, the middle of the bum fuck nowhere. Truck stop because Rush is playing at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want to take this scene? Sure, you got it. Okay. So this this mofo that rolls up is the pimp 
in Devil's Rejects. Again, this is a lot like the Happy Madison project- productions in that Zombie likes to use a lot of the same dudes in his movies, which, his honestly, that's fun. Joe Grizzly. Joe Grizzly, bitch. bitch. Yes, sir. So he hops out of the truck like he fucking owns this place. Like, he must stop there frequently, and they respect him like he's some sort of uh, head honcho motherfucker. So he arrives. The place is kind of a dump, and he's just marching around giving people orders. Hey, man, what's up? Yeah, clean that shit up good. Yeah, fill her up. Uh Uh-huh. What's up, Chewy? And uh, so that's pretty much that. Um, Everything's looking all right. But uh, then you kind of see another quick shot that Mikey's quick in tow. So... Good old Grizzly heads indoors to take a little a little shit, Slash relieve himself. Look at boobs. Well, I mean, you can't blame him for that part. So, <laughs> God damn it, he's in the bathroom. <laughs> I don't feel like it can be real. Like, how can you miss that many times? I just don't understand. You have the way longer stick. It's you, across the goddamn. Do you need room. a real drumstick? That's probably too heavy. It's it would most certainly crush the entire drum set. All right, give this a shot. Look at you. It's too heavy though. As it's long as you're sh- controlled and calculated, yeah. you won't break anything. But yep, we'll just put that back. Well, you know, I've, take this back today, though. I've got some rubber bands that we could just get another pencil and extend your pencil, and then you would have like a longer but lightweight drumstick. I'll figure it out. Ooh, give me that thing. What thing? The metal thing. The metal thing? Oh, the metal thing. Can't reach the metal thing. You can reach it. You, I believe in you. This is probably heavier than the drumstick. It's definitely heavier than the drumstick. There's no question. Yeah, it's undoubtedly heavier. <laughs> I'm not going to use this. God, you are such a bad drummer. Well, my drumstick's been here, and I never even tried it. I need a long stick. You owned it for like a year before I even borrowed it. Three months. Bitch. Five. Five months. <laughs> I got it in... You were living with AJ August. still when you had it. Yeah, I got it in August, I think. August or June. So. Yeah, that sounds about right. Sounds about anyway, right. whatever. Irregardlessly, brah. We're brewing beer soon, by the way. Yeah, you're making some brew barb? Uh, yeah, we're gonna... I saw you... Did the po- make the, the post, post on Facebook, up. yeah. The post came back up. Uh, I'm getting my, I'm getting a kettle. Danielle's buying me that and a griddle. So. Well, then we got to come up with a Jensink signature. Well, we will. But first, we're making brew barb. We need, we need an eight millimeter beer. Oh yeah. Eight millimeter brew. Ghost pepper beer. Brew section. Ghost pepper beer. This sounds horrible. Oh, I know. Like... Nah, I'm not gonna cover that. That's a topic that I want to say for a Jensink show. Okay. Sorry. Um. Back on topic. So, Mikey's escaped. Grizzly, checking out some titties, taking a deuce. Mike's in tow. Um, you know, he's got his pants around his ankles already. He's, he's in the middle of his deuce, and uh, so Mikey got, walks in. I got a taco muncher double nacho supremo. Yeah, burrito shit. So, uh, let me pass this beast in peace. Because he, he walks up to the door and pounds a couple of times. So, Mikey's still wearing, like, the the... Uh, like like a shirt, the, some the, slippers, a robe. robe. Yeah, it like looks like the, the penitentiary garb. Yeah, like that. Uh, what is it called? Uh, we used it when we well, we were mining sand, uh, mining for gold with Jace. Oh, was peat it, moss, miner's moss, miner's moss. Yeah, that's what the shoes are made out of. Yeah, yeah. It's got. I hate those. I've had sandals that are like that. They're comfortable for the first. 30 seconds you wear them. And then your feet hurt. Yeah. So then it's no, pointless. Then there's no cushion. There's no cushion. You're you're walking on like the scraper side of a sponge you buy for dishes. That's not oh. comfortable, fuckers. The first 30 seconds is okay. 
That's when it has really some, bad marketing, Reebok. Get your shit together. It has resilience to it, but then it's like, this is awful. This is this is bad. The worst, okay, let's talk about sandals for a second. The worst sandals I ever owned were Adidas sandals, but they had like fucking beads on the inside. So like, he was like, why is this a thing? Like, it hurt. I'd rather walk on fucking gravel. I feel ya. Like, it was like fine tooth, it was like, a, it was like combs, but it had like... Basically, beads like the end of the drumstick, uh-huh. like just poking at your feet. It's like, what is this? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I had a very similar pair, and they are extremely uncomfortable. And they're like thirty dollars sandals. Yeah, I'm like, who gets these? Now, one thing I gotta give Parker, my former roommate, is he had one of the most comfortable pair of sandals I've ever put on in my entirely, entirely, entire life. They were memory foam sandals. Ooh. They were so fucking cozy. Yeah? For being thongs, even. That's impressive. Typically, those are not cozy sandals no. for a dude to wear in general, or anybody for that matter. But these motherfuckers were like walking on sunshine. Those are the it mo- was those epic. Those are literally the most basic of shoes ever. Thongs. Thongs? Oh, yeah. And it's always you got funny. a piece of rubber, two pieces of string, and your toe holds it all in place. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's why in those shows, if you ever don't have shows that, uh, shoes, they tell you just quick make a quick thong just either some old rubber whatever you got and just two straps boom right right over your feet you got at least something tops of your feet not that important the bottoms yeah. will actually affect your mobility for sure you so, don't want to be stepping on thorns or yeah. uh, venomous little creatures little insects glass, snakes glass rocks. rocks anything you go walk outside barefoot if you're not in the sharp seashells sea urchins if you're in the ocean Ugh, i can't wait for hawaii man i'm gonna eat so much fish fuck dude Get some Gruber. Some Hans Gruber. Dude, I can't wait. I'm going to eat Spam and Eggs. Authentic Spam and Eggs. On vacation? Yeah, in Hawaii. Whenever. Spam and Eggs? That's Hawaii tradition. We have the Spam factory like an hour from here. Yeah, but Hawaii it's, is... Isn't it big... more authentic here, technically? No. Sp- Hawaii... We're the land of Spam. Hawaii makes Spam sushi. Would that be spushi? No, it's spamushi. Spamushi? Yeah, it's like mm. shampoo. Sounds really Jewish. It's like Jew sushi. Spam- yeah, no, that's anyway. Italian sushi. Spamushi. It's me and Mario. I'm starting my own restaurant. It's uh, called the Mario Brothers Spamushi Incorporated. We make a good spamushi. That wasn't at all. All right, moving on. He doesn't wait. Nope. Doesn't wait for, for him to pass this burrito beast in peace. Shit gets real. He shit stays standing, real. keeps pounding. Uh, so Grizzly Joe, he's like, all right, I've had enough of this shit. Joe uh, Grizzly. Grizzly Joe. Joe Grizzly. Okay, fine. Joe Grizzly stands up, kind of pulls up his trousers, opens up the door, pulls out his buck knife, starting to threaten motherfuckers. Like, you know, you need to get the fuck out of here kind of shit. And, uh, well, he just doesn't stand a chance. Nope. Uh, Mikey grabs the hand that's holding the knife, starts bashing it against the fucking cell, di- cell divider. Uh, stall what about the stall divider? There we go. I was close. Stall the stall divider, and uh, bending the shit out of the metal like it's oh, yeah. it's fucked. Eventually drops the knife. Uh, and how does he kill him? I don't remember how he kills. He stabs him, right? Yeah. He, he can... gets the knife and then just stabs him. Yeah. It's very stabby. Yeah. Well, he's a knife murderer. He's a knife wielder. I get it, but it's very stab happy. Not a lot of slashing. For being a slasher, there's never any slashing. His sister's the only one that's been slashed so far. Yeah. Slashing is a very ineffective way to kill somebody. Yeah, I suppose. You can it's, impale them. It's a pretty surface-related yeah. wound. The only slash that really works is the one across the throat. That's a slice. Or a cut. 
Or or hitting with a knife. No. Because mm. I could hit you with a knife sideways. I could... I'm going to slap you with a knife. Isn't that stabbing? I could poke you with a knife. Well, that's definitely stabbing. Yes. I mean, because I could hold the I could hold it by the blade and hit you. Uh. Hello. Where the fuck are all the hats? What do you mean, where are all the hats? Like any hat. I just want a fucking hat, and I can't find any. I have nothing for you. We have hats. You have to find one. They're not in here. This is not the hat sanctuary. Um. Nah, bruh. Joe Grizzly's dead because he had a jumpsuit. That's why? Pretty much. I don't think it is. Well, he still has his jumpsuit and his shoes. Well, yeah, he needed some new clothing, but... Why else did he die? Because he was in the way. Of what? The shitter? Yeah. I don't think Mikey shits because he doesn't eat. How does anyone that doesn't eat get that big? I've seen vegans. They don't They don't look great. It's true. Anyway. Uh... He's dead. Shows him Mikey wearing a jumpsuit and the boots, and he's walking out of the truck stop. And Mr. Sandman, dun, 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 we're back to Hayden Feast. Hi there, ladies and gentlemen. I am here to send you on your merry way. I want to let you know this is just part one of a two-part episode, much like we did last week. We are bags of wind, and we like to go on and on about these movies because we like them very, very, very much. Anyway, you can find us on Twitter at gents underscore I-N-Q. We're on Facebook, believe it or not, at facebook.com slash gents I-N-Q. I bet I blew your mind there. You didn't see that one coming. We also even have an email address, gentlemensinquiry at gmail.com. Send us whatever you got. Don't ask about my accent. It is what it is. Subscribe on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher. It's morphing. You can also find us on gentlemensinquiry.podbean.com. I'm signing off before this gets any weed. Love you, folks.